Hello, and welcome to the My Leap of Faith podcast. My name is Gabrielle Genter, and I'm going to take you on my journey of living a life that felt completely inauthentic and unfulfilling, to discovering myself through the help of energy healers, shamanic practices, grounding in nature, plant medicines, and learning to trust my own intuition. This is a journey of being stripped raw to the place of knowing no thing, as it is there we are able to open our hearts to everything and create a new existence on Mother Earth. My hope is to demystify the process of becoming one with your higher self and sharing your light from that place, and I want to bring you along for the ride. Send us Hi everyone and welcome back. As you will have just heard, we have a new entry song and it is the new theme of this podcast. And if you guys um, have were a part of the conversation, I, I think over a year ago, I explained that when I started this podcast, Hum was the first song by Isla Nero that I felt embodied everything that I wanted to say in this experience and then I kind of talked myself out of it and I ended up going with let it in which is amazing and and you know I feel like it embodied where I was at the time when I started this journey which was I'm saying yes to everything and I am taking that leap right and let it in felt like that energized experience that I needed to go through everything. But all the while, Hum was back there kind of like waiting, you know, like I, I had told you guys this story and I don't remember if it was in a podcast or in uh, the energy circle, but that Hum to me just felt like coming home. Um, and I, I, I just wasn't ready to embrace that home yet. So about a week ago, um, it came back into my, my experience in a way that I knew it's calling me forward. It's time for me to change into this vibration. And then the next day we had our energy circle and, uh, uh, that day I selected a song. We always open the circle with a kind of a centering and I opened the circle with a song called Bloom. And one of our members, Cassie, does this amazing channeling through her body and her um, her hands and she does mudras and she brings down energy that clearly speaks to me because when we met over a year ago, she emailed me and said, you know, I do this work and it, it's interesting that your podcast carries this song of Let It In because that is the song that I did this to and she shared it with me. And it felt like it was a personal message for me at the time. So it, fast forward to our energy circle. I picked this song Bloom and she, after this, the meditation was over, she said, you know, I just published another one of my channelings to bloom like literally yesterday or today or something and I was like interesting we're we're like there's something with her when we connect in the group that I am it's easiest for me to get into her energy for some reason I always get downloads for her but I I had this feeling like of course of course because for her and me for some reason music is like 
we're just there together we're on that same vibration so she that night sent me an email and it was um just talking about the synchronicity but also she shared with me um an updated video of her her uh, moving to let it in and i knew I watched the video and I knew she's going to bring down the codes for me to embody hum. But I also, my ego was like, can I ask her to do that? Like, is that even a thing? (laughs) You know, like, um, so it took me a couple days to kind of get up the courage to, to ask her. But I told her, you know, I did watch the video again and I have this feeling that hum is trying to come in and I I know this may be a weird request and I don't even know how you tune into a song so you know if you can't do it totally fine but if you feel like you want to <laughs> can you see if there's any messages or movements that are meant to come through hum okay so then I released it and then she uh, writes me back and she says, oh my gosh, I, I, I have this altar. And before I go into a a channeling, I, you know, I set up my altar and I read from the Sophia code and where I happen to be at today, as I was tuning into hum was this, I now recognize and activate the 16th aspect of key code three within me. I am the one who arises from the intrinsic awareness of hum. I open my heart to the sound of hum, clearing out the projections of others upon me. I open my mind to the sound of hum, revealing the empty nature of my reality. I open my soul to the sound of hum, consecrating the pilgrimage of my body through form. I release all judgments and understandings about the nature of reality so that my innocence may guide me to the womb of no thing. It is here that I increase my embodiment of living wisdom by allowing what is arising to form my ever-present now for the liberation of all beings. Amtare tutare ture soha. And then she sent me the video of her doing hum and... I, every part of my energetic circuitry was like, (laughs) because there is some kind of code that she's bringing down in her movements and in her energy that for me was the, the key that made me know it's time to bring through hum. And, (sighs) You guys know, I mean, synchronicities are the most amazing feeling, especially when it happens between you and another. It's like you're riding that same vibration and you just happen to see each other on it and you're like, I'm going to wink at you. Can you wink back at me? And in this case, it was just this energetic play that happened between two people that I know we both needed. And I know that it was like a... A breath, you know, like a, a a breath of knowing again, we are supported by so many people in this experience. And when you slow down enough to tune into who's in my sphere that is going to help me bring it over the, the line to embodiment of this energy, 
they'll come. I just feel like without any expectation of me knowing who was going to help me bring it down, she showed up, you know, and I had to be brave enough to ask her to play with me in that way. And it worked, you know, so that is why we are now embodying hum. And for me, it feels like this, the most centered, clear place that I can be in myself. And I, I have a lot of things that happened in the month of January that have gotten me here. And in this episode, it's going to be a long one. So I hope that you guys can um, settle in and bear with me. But there's so many things that came through this month and extreme ways. And me being able to hold the hum is what got me through it and got me to the other side of it all. And also... just the most beautiful reflections back. So it started on January 1st (laughs) as, you know, of course, the kick of the new year. Um, It started with Richard having pretty much a breakdown. And um, basically it was all projected at me. And I want to just say before getting into this, whenever there is some kind of karmic loop that's coming up for the people around us, it always is going to be pretty much 100% a lash out at the people that are the most, that are the closest to them because they're trying to work through something that they only feel safe going through with you, you know, or the people in their immediate experience because that's, they know that you're not going to just be like, what's up with this dude and just leave, right? So his reflection to me was, that he felt like he was being taken advantage of, that he had given me three years to go into myself and to figure out my journey and to figure out what what I was going to do with that journey and that he felt like he wanted a partner. He did not want to be with somebody that he was um, having to take care of or, you know, not only that, but he even said the words of not in this world. He said he felt like I have no grasp of reality on what's happening in our in our experience or our whatever. I don't know the news, the um, the 3D reality. And he felt like it was just too much pressure on him. He felt like I was just spending money without any concept of where the money was coming from. And he just felt like, I mean, when Richard has these moments of like, I would say every year, usually there's like a, he's been bottling something in for so long and it just explodes. So I, of course, we've been together for now 11 years. I knew this was what was happening, but I also knew, well, no, my first reaction was fear or no, not fear. I felt failure. And the failure came up because I felt like, wow, I have had three years, three years of no working outside of my own, my own process to go as deep as I could. And I, if, if he's telling me he doesn't see this moving forward, you know, or he doesn't see any good that's come of it, then have I failed, you know, and, and that's the first feeling that came through me. And then all of a sudden, I realized, because we have this this choice of 
can we take the reflection of someone else in our experience and maybe see it as like our next like hurdle to move through, you know, like, so my next feeling was this is, I know this is what I'm here to do. If, if this third dimensional reality needs me to get a job, I'll get a job. That's not going to change what my, my mission is. Right. So I said right away after I went through that breath of, of failure, I was like, you're right. I, I need to get a job. I understand what you're saying. And I, I hear you. Like I, I never was never intended by me going deeper into my own experience for you to support us. It's just, that's how it worked out. And I, the only way that I felt even okay with it was you said that you believed in what I was doing and you wanted me to go forward and not to worry about it. And he was like, well, you know, that was, I didn't mean for it to go on this long. And, and, and just like everything that was coming out of him was just like total anger and shut down and pushing me away. And I knew like, okay, I don't know where this is going, but I clearly am not going to avoid what's happening. So I, I dusted off my resume from my corporate world life and I put it out there and I started applying to everything that came that I could find. And I mean everything, not just the stuff that I used to do in my career, but even at Starbucks, I applied for everything. And I believed that if this is my new reality and if I am being called to come back to the third dimensional reality, that's okay because maybe I'm here to get like down like boots on the ground now. Maybe I'm ready to like, instead of being so secluded and in my own experience, maybe it's time for me to bring my energy out into the world. And and I believe that. Like I 100% let go of any like, bitterness even though we were he was clearly in a in a negative place and it took him you know some time and I knew he needed to work through his own emotions about it but I felt like open to whatever so I put it out the energy and at the same time the very next day started receiving all of these downloads now for me I have not been somebody that is like able to hold a lot of information at once, like meaning I'll get downloads and I have to like sit with that and interpret it. And I can't really, I don't, I guess I would say I don't really slow down enough to open up to have downloads every day or, or to really focus on a lot of information coming through. But all of a sudden, after this conversation with Richard, the very next day, I I was invited to um, compare someone's human design charts, and it was it came through someone that I don't know in my personal life. Um, I had reached out to her because she is, I would say, she's putting out energy. She has a podcast called "Find Me in the Stars," and. She believes in the 13th sign and also true sidereal. And I have been playing with this. And next week, hopefully, I will get into the full download of what happened. But I want to touch on it briefly to understand that this invitation for me was everything. to Because I had compared my own charts in the past and 
never got these kind of realizations. But when she asked me, we did an energy exchange and she shared a lot of her information about Ophiuchus, which happens to be where a lot of my planets are. In the exchange, she wanted me to compare her human design charts. And as I sat down to do it, it was like this whole new world opened up to me and I could see, I don't even know her, but I could see her in her evolution of her experience of ascension. And it just, that happened on the the 2nd of January. And then it was like, I mean, really since that day, it's been like nonstop, like, uh, I mean, I would call it an obsession (laughs) because I have not left my computer and I've been doing readings for people and trying to like prove out the theories that have come through. And it's like all of these connections have come together for basically I'm now able to see the progression of of a soul in their third dimensional reality to their ascending reality to their embodiment reality and help to explain the tips to help get them through the process and where they can dig deeper into to accelerate the process and where they just have to open up and basically all of the things so I have been it it felt like here I am I opened up energy to allow a third dimensional job to come into me, into me and my experience. But at the same time, it was like I had opened up the the door to, a, again, more cosmic information. And so I'm, I tell Richard, like, look, I've applied to so many jobs and I have like a week had gone by and I hadn't heard from anyone. And, and I even like I talked to my best friend about it. I talked uh, to a couple of, of the girls in the energy group and I just said, like, I don't know what's going to happen, but I know I have to follow this this energy because now I see everything is, we are calling in these experiences. Like, I needed, almost like I needed that conversation to catalyze me to move forward in my own quest for deeper knowledge. And I know too, like, feeling myself as a projector, I felt like I needed that invitation from Sam to ask me to go into her energy to find this and pull it down. Because the whole thing about being a projector is I can hold this information and I can get these downloads, but until someone is ready or invites me to share them, it's kind of like a dam. Like it feels like I'm I'm holding back. I can see it for myself, but I'm not, no one's inviting me to their energy. So I'm just gonna wait here. So like I can't pull it through. So it was like all of a sudden by Richard's, you know, his reaction to me and then this coming together at the same time, I just focused. I just stayed as focused as I could because the way downloads work is that I I think I've described this before. It's like an hourglass of sand moving through an hourglass. And if I don't catch those 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 sand granules as they're moving, I lose them. So, I mean, look, I we can only hold so much information, but I believe like once they start, like they open up that or turn over that, that hourglass and the, the threads are moving, I try my best to grasp the concepts and pull them down into this reality. And it felt like I need to focus 
100% of my energy on this while it's coming. So that's why the podcast went on the back burner because I felt like I just needed to focus. And and on top of that, like obviously spending time in nature every day as well. Because if I, and I do feel this 100%, if I'm only up here, how do I bring it down? Like I have to find groundedness in my own experience to like, it feels like to not get carried away in all of these concepts and, and it, it can feel overwhelming. And I, I, I think that being in bringing it back to myself and nature, it's like, breathe, slow down, just breathe. And then I can open up again to receive more. Um, so then at the same time, that second week of, of January, my best friend who is, you know, been in my life, I think since like junior high school and is like, I described her, I describe her like a limb really, because she is my blankie. (laughs) Like she is everything that makes me feel safe and comfortable and I would call her uh, like a chosen sister. My family, it treats her like she's a family member. It's not like she's my friend. You know, everything that we do, we invite her to and she's always a part of. So when I moved back to San Diego, um, I think eight or nine years ago, she lived here at the time or, you know, and she was going through her own stuff and, and eventually like she wanted to move back to the East coast, but her family was, is also here in San Diego and decided to move in with her parents for six months while she prepared to move back to the East coast. Now that was nine years ago. So basically nine years she's lived with her parents and what it has felt from the outside is that basically her life kind of stalled and she didn't really move forward and we had a pretty deep conversation I mean we've had many conversations about it but uh one day during um the summer we were going deep with it and I told her you don't have to change anything you know like this life we can choose whatever we want to experience but the thing is is like you have so much support to be brave to make a next step in your evolution that it, it feels like it will be harder if you choose not to in this incarnation. Next time you come back, it's going to be harder because, of course, like if we don't learn our lessons, they just keep coming back in a loop and it just gets more denser and denser as it comes back. And, and as we left that conversation, I felt like I don't think it's going to make a difference. I don't think she really... Even though she understood me, I didn't feel like she was going to make that leap. Well, I was wrong. Literally, by the next week, she had a new job that she she was already working remotely for one company, but she had started to feel the energy wasn't there for her anymore. And she, um, someone reached out to her, an old um, colleague, and she ended up moving to a new job, obviously more money, better title. Still, she works from home. So she can live wherever she wants to live. And she set a date. She set a date to move to the East Coast. And I was like, what? And it's like, by her taking that leap and deciding that she was ready to break out of the safetiness of her family's home, 
everything opened up for her. And it just so happened that the date was the second week of January. <laughs> so I told her it, it was it felt like losing a limb. But at the same time, I was like, you're going to be my phantom limb now. I'll feel you, but I'm going to be feeling you from far away. And I know, too, in my own experience that it's time for my blankie to go away. You know, like I, you know, if you have that one friend in your experience that that keeps you like safe, you know, that keeps you not pushing yourself forward or not making new friends or all of that stuff, it's holding you back. Because if I look at my relationship with her, we don't have a lot in common anymore. It's not like we're on the same, you know, trajectory or experience. But it doesn't matter because she gets me and I get her and we just roll with wherever either of us are in the moment. But at the same time, I know that it's time for us to like, we're at that that fork in the road and I want her to have the best experience that she possibly can out of this incarnation. And I know she wants the same for me. So it was, uh, yeah, saying goodbye to um, a part of me. <laughs> and also like, you know, everything new with cell phones and whatnot, but she is not someone that likes to text a lot. And I, at first, like the first week, I, I felt like, you know, kind of personally offended, <laughs> but um, then I realized like, no, this is, I'm, this is something I asked for. Like, this is something I could like helped her get to, you know, this is, I want, it's like having a child that you don't want to go away, but you do because you know that they need you. <laughs> it's like that feeling of letting go and, and also like, pulling back in because if I think about all of the energy that we had going between us I have it to give back to myself now because she's in her own experience and and opening up with other people and I just think you know everything again happens at exactly the right time for the right reasons so then um I had the most amazing amazing experience with Judea um, which is one of the uh, podcasters from Spirit Speakers and of course you guys know I if I could I would share the reading with you and I did ask if I could share it and she does not she's a private person she does not want to share it. She wants to keep what what happened between her and I to ourselves. And of course, you know, I can 100% feel that and feel into that and understand where she's at in her own experience. But what I wanted to share about this was I have never met another person in this experience that is able to reflect my entire being in an hour. <laughs> well, I mean, maybe we're together for an hour and a half. But this person is so, ugh, like, I, everything that I know about my own experience and my own um, cosmic life, my own embodiment, my walk-in, my past lives, my everything that I know, she tapped into all of it. And it felt like as she was talking to me, I felt kind of ashamed that I would need that reflection from someone else to know it. 
And I even brought that up in the reading. I said, you know, part of me feels like what? And I let me just go back. I had booked this appointment back in August. Um, I'm going to link her website below. And the way her calendar works is she has it open for six months. And if people like cancel, you can get those appointments or you, you know, you would have to book like six months out. Like it opens up every couple of days, I guess. So of course, when you book something and it's that far away from when you actually have it, I didn't know what was going to come up and I didn't know what was needing to come through. But what I do know is I got my period the day before and it was the most painful period I've ever had in my entire life. And I knew my cycle has um, changed to only happen on um, ceremony days. And what I feel about that is that it's like a letting go of energy that I'm like storing and ready to release. And my body, like how a lot of people's cycles match up to the moon cycles, mine has matched up to ceremony cycles. And the, when I got the period, so I've only gone to ceremony, I think it was three times in 2022. So that meant I only had three periods. And the last one was in November. And so when I got this one, um, would have been the 18th of January I was like okay (laughs) okay tomorrow's gonna be a big one so what I did is I tuned into the pain and I was like okay what's in there and what wants to come through me what do I need to look at like you know how a lot of times when we have pain we just want to numb from it and get away from it but I knew there's no coincidence here like there's a reason that this is coming up and, and something big is going to happen tomorrow. So as I tuned into my own pain of the of the cramps, I, I knew, I've always known, my sacral is the one chakra that I have that is, I always call energy like sticky or if, if I... Um, if I don't know how to handle or I'm not protected enough from something that is in my field, it goes right there. And I knew that this energy that was moving through my sacral was ready to move. And um, it felt like I was holding a lot of dense projections from other people in my sacral. And now that's probably Richard's stuff. That's probably, you know, my friend's stuff, my brother's stuff, my uh, energy tribe stuff, like it's probably everybody's stuff. And, you know, no matter how like good I am hygienically wise on, on protection, it just is that one area that I do not feel, I don't feel 100% embodied in. And so what, what was coming through was that I, it was time for me to let go. Because even if you think about this, energy cords or, or, or things with, that we have with other people and ties we have with other people, even if they're not of our best interest, they still fill us. They still feel like us, right? Like they, It's not like I feel like I don't want to feel that person's projection on me. No, most of the time I want to feel everything especially if it's the people that I care about. So I feel like there's not a boundary there. It's very permeable. And I don't know, I was feeling like I I had taken in a lot of things that 
I now needed to birth and move out. So then when I got into the session with Judea, I mean, she picked up on it right away and helped me to see that if I look at myself as a whole and why I protect myself so much and why I like being alone so much, it's because I don't feel safe or strong enough in my own energy field to go out into the public and to share myself 100% because I know that I am 100% contained. And that's something that I need to work on. You know, it's definitely, um, it's interesting like hearing someone else reflect to you the things that are, you know, right under the surface and what you feel, but you don't really know why. And I mean, I do protection like no other. So I'm like, how do I, how do I contain it? How do I contain my own energy so that like my feelers aren't going out into other people and feeling their experiences? Or even if like, this is one thing that I've had a lot come up is people have projections of me And I hear about them through other people, of course, because no one usually comes directly to me and says, like, I have a problem with you. (laughs) I mean, I maybe once in a while, but I try to just hold the space for that person to go through what they're experiencing because I understand it. Like the, the ego experience needs to go through it to release it. So I try to hold the center and not get reactionary about any of it because I know that we all are just reflections of our our experiences. So when I play out with one person and it's like a a contract or a an agreement that we made that we would do something together and and it's a beautiful experience, right? It's like it helps you to grow together and it helps you to appreciate the person in a different way. But a lot of times while that person is working out that experience, I hold it and I try to stay center in it and I try to like observe from a distance what's happening. And I think over time that's made me less um, capable of holding my own center in that area. And so Judea, um, basically back to her, uh, she just, she brought me the messages in the most loving way possible and at the same time was able to see me as a cosmic being as a walk-in as a you know somebody that is 100% embodied and that was my first experience of having the reflection of it and then I felt this this kind of guilt about why do I need to have someone like her show me what I already know about my own experience. And so we went, we talked about that. And and what I remember is basically that, you know, from time to time, it, it there is a need to get out of our own experience and have someone else mirror it to you. And I, I'm, I'm still sitting with that because a lot of this session felt like, you know, if I know all of these things in myself, why do I, I'm obviously I can connect myself. Why do I need to have someone else connect for me? You know, that feeling of, but I'm trying to work with that and trying to understand that for whatever reason, the reason that I booked the appointment to begin with was a friend of mine has had a couple with her and she would share them with me. And I just felt like 
okay, maybe this is something that I need to explore. But it happened only in the time that it was ready to happen because remember, my full embodiment didn't happen until November 18th. And then, you know, the holidays happen and all of these things that kind of pulled me away from my own going in. And it was like bringing it full circle to say, I see you, you know, you're, it's safe for you to be here and it's okay for you to be here now. Now, the other thing that came through in that right before that session was one of the downloads I got was that I was supposed to offer her uh, a reading on this new way of reading people. And if you guys know me, I am like the the most shy, like I do not like, you know, putting out anything like that to people. And especially if I don't really know them. But I was like, oh God, um, I have this thing that I'm supposed to share with you and I don't really understand why, but I, and, she, and it, thankfully she received me with grace and was like, 100%, yes, I want you to do this for me. So it it's gonna, it worked out and it's helping me like uh, in, in the downloads that I received experience a different energy because the, the kind of test ones that I did, I know those people. So it's a, easier for me to kind of dig deeper into their experience where when I don't know someone, I'm, it's like testing out this, this, these theories on someone else's path and experience and, and reflecting it back to them. And so, yeah, so I, I, that connection was 100% perfect. And I want to just say, like, if you guys are looking for someone to see you, and I mean, like, 100% see you, book an, a session with her, 100%. But Judea is, ugh, love, love, love. Okay. So as the month progressed, <laughs> I just am staying focused on the energy that's coming to me because again, at the end of the day, if you're centered, you got to let the energy come to you. Like you have to absorb what is not like put out worry about what isn't like I could have been sitting here all month. Like why are these people not getting back to me on all of these resumes I'm sending out? And at, in the meantime, Richard's getting more agitated by this and like, you know, like, I don't think you're doing enough. And he's just getting angrier and angrier. And I'm like, oh my God, like what's going to happen here? You know, like, oh, like I said before, like you can get to the point in your video game where you are literally watching the players move, you know, and I have this like, okay, I'm keeping my center. I'm not getting reactive. I'm not playing into the drama of what he's wanting. He's wanting to start a, like some kind of fight with me. And uh, -uh. I was like, nope, uh, I'm not going there because I can see 100% if third dimension is wanting me back, I'm going back. Like I am not going to fight this because it's like the energies that we fight are the ones that are going to persist, right? So I'm like, I'm doing my best. I'm, you know, fo focusing on this. A lot of my time's going to this. And so far, nothing is coming back to me. I mean, what do you want me to do? It's been two weeks, you know? 
and he's just thinking I'm not really doing it. And I can just tell like it's boiling up. And last week it was at the boiling point. Like I was like, holy shit. So I started talking to one of my friends about it and I was like, something's going on. Like something is moving through him that I just know I need to hold steady for. Like, I don't know what's going to come of this. And I mean, but it's, it's clearly a, a cycle that needs to come to, to the light. And I just, one day when it was like at its like height, I, he was at work and I sent him a text and I just said, I love you because what I realize is that when these like wounded people come out and project on you, it's like there is something from their deepest, deepest fears about life, about the way they were raised, about their insecurities, about the future that is all boiling up. And at the end of the day, if you can make that person feel safe and heard and calm, I think that to me, that's like part of holding the center, you know, and, and understanding that I'm not going to play in the drama that you're bringing to me, but I am going to show you that I'm steady. I don't care if it means that I have to change my reality. I'm okay with that, but I am going to hold steady in, in what you need from me. And, um, he wrote back, I love you too. And then, um, Oh, wait, I forgot one piece of this. He even wanted to separate. So when when we sold our last house, we kind of combined all the money from that and either put it into this house or we have a savings. And he, But he was always the one that was in, in control of that money, meaning it's in his account. And I don't care. Like, I don't spend money. And you guys know I'm not like a frivolous person and I don't have like a shopping habit. So I feel like... I buy the necessities for the house, the dogs, and me. <laughs> but he said, I'm going to give you half of that money that we have left from selling the house, and that's going to be your money that you can pay your 50% of the bills with. And when that runs out, then then you're going to have, then either we'll sell the house or like, and, and so this division made me feel like, Ooh, that's a new turn. You know, like here we are, we just got married and we're wanting to combine our lives and he's wanting separation. So I'm just like observing it. And I, so he writes me a check for a pretty big amount of money. And I, and I just left it there on the table and I just let him go. I just knew it. I just, am going to let him go through this. So then, um, maybe like two days later, oh God, two days later, um, he comes into my office and I'm, you know, here like really focused on pulling down the downloads, focusing on this, this, um, new program. And he goes, Hey, I've been thinking about things and I want to talk. And I was like, Oh, great. Okay. <laughs> and, um, he goes, I'll, I I just realized all of a sudden that I I thank you for saying that you will get a job, but I don't think you need to. And I was like, mm? <laughs> what do you mean? And he goes, I I think that uh, what was coming through me was not even about you. I think it was about losing that money which I, you guys have heard the story of what happened this summer with my mom's husband. Um, and 
he said he just had been bearing like this is the thing he was he had gotten to the point where he was having nightmares about this situation because he wasn't letting it move through him consciously so what happened is it bubbled up in him and it needed to lash out somewhere which I was the lashing person and he said I I don't I do believe in what you're doing and I would never forgive myself if I took you away from what you're doing I know that this is why you're here and I I think the imbalance was I feel like you have since we moved here you've had to rely on me a hundred percent for whatever you need to do or let's say for the website or for creating a new platform or whatever he's like I it makes me feel like I'm your father and you have to come to me for money which I think also made me uncomfortable and and I realized like that money that we when we sold the house it should have been your money you you know you should have your own money and so I I feel like I want to continue I'll pay all the bills I want you to have this money to pull and you know create what you need to create for your your work and and I was like wait a minute (laughs) I was like no I said no. I said, I do not want you to regret this decision tomorrow. And he goes, no, I'm saying this now from a conscious place. I feel like all that that stuff that came through, it wasn't about you. It was about me needing to work through what happened and how, how I hadn't, we never had conversations about it. And I, in my head, was thinking that the total worst of you, when that isn't even you, and he's like, and I don't know, all of a sudden, he was taking a shower when all of this came to him. He's all, all of a sudden, I realized, like, you are making a difference and you are doing exactly what you're supposed to do. And I just had you on a different, like, timeline of when you needed to roll things out. And and I understand now it just wasn't the time. And I want you to know that I 100% support what you're doing and I want you to have the time to do it. And I was like, hmm? and then he walked out and I was like, what the hell just happened? And I realized that in me holding the center space and, and, and flowing with his reality, meaning his third dimensional view of, of partners, there was nothing for that energy to bounce off of, that that density to engage with, right? Like I just, okay, I'll do it. No problem. I'll get a job. I don't care. And I even said like, it's interesting that no energy, the energy that I'm putting out towards getting a job is not being literally nothing, nothing. Um, and he goes, yeah, I think, he goes, I think that happened for a reason too. I forgot, I did say that to him before he walked out. And um and I was like, wow, what I realized in that moment is if we can hold the center while other people are going through their karmic loops, like they're the things that they need to play out for good or not, if you can hold the center and not in, engage in the drama part of it, they have a like it feels like a clear space to work it out within their own system, right? Because they aren't going to get distracted by you being like, well, you said this and you told me that I could do this and whatever, right? Like didn't matter at that point. I just knew like, okay, he's going through it. So then um, 
I, I texted a friend and I said, something weird just happened. And I told her what happened. And I said, I think he just changed timelines. And I went downstairs and I had a conversation with him. And I said, I want to explain to you what just happened from my perspective. And he was like, okay. And I said, you know, I think that the feelings that you have about me or to me were really feelings that you had accumulating from the past of people that you've trusted that haven't been good to you or honest to you or, you know, fair to you. And it was you projecting that at me. And I just didn't engage you. And what happened is that you actually work through it within three weeks, he worked through the entire loop and came out to this place of an elevated self of him that didn't exist before. And I said, I think that helped you to to jump timelines. And he's like, what do you mean? And I said, as long as I've known you, you've been the most generous person I've ever met. Like with, it's not just with me, but with my family, with, I mean, people at work, he buys lunches, he gives, he gives, 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 right? And it makes him feel good to give. Now, I said, that is your, where you're supposed to be. But what happened is that you got entangled in, in karmic lessons with people that weren't the best receiving people. And what I feel happened is, can you find that, that, that generosity within your soul, regardless of these kind of um, lower loop karmic ties that you have with other people? And I feel like you got past it. Like, I don't, like, honestly, it's almost like that loop that he was in, it just dissipated. It was like, it went poof, and he jumped timelines. And of course, he's like, well, I don't know what that means. And I said, for me, it means that now you're ready to live your experience without that dragging you down. To me, these karmic loops feel like drag. And I think I've talked about this before, but it's like that, that, if you're like a an airplane or a rocket and that part of you that's back there that's like holding you back like that the drag those are the things that keep you from jumping to different timelines and I feel like within the matter of three weeks he went through the entire process and was ready to release it and move up to a new timeline and he was like wow and I said I just want you to see Regardless of, you know, what happens, I said, I actually still feel like I want to keep that energy open for a third dimensional job because I like having that door closed feels like I'm not allowing what is right. Like, cause we still are experiencing third dimension. And I, I feel like if I live in this complete bubble where I don't allow energy to move through it from every dimension, then am it's like my blind side, right? So I said, I'm gonna, I wanna keep this job search going and I want to see if something comes up that's worth my time, then we'll see, you know, I don't know and I and I can't know, but I, so far, like nothing has come up, but it, it brought, for my lesson, it brought me to a place of my blind side and I'm not going to close the door on that. I'm gonna allow that energy to move through me. And I just wanted him to understand that what he just had experienced was something that I am just, you know, so honored to witness. And like I said, as people move through these um, release points in their lives, 
are you going to be the person that's going to keep them in that loop because you're going to engage it and poke it and, you know, be the victim of it or the, the perpetrator of it? Or are you going to help people release where they're ready to release? And I'm just, I feel like right now, this time, this month has just been the most intense on to, okay, there's one other thing I forgot to mention. My mom moved in yesterday (laughs) and that's another karmic loop. Um, as you guys know, she went through an extreme, extremely hard year and, we had opened up the offer for her to move in with us for as long as she needs. And it took her literally down to the wire to decide to move in. But she finally has decided to take a break to regroup and and live with us at least for six months. And even that is another, like I hope, and I mean, again, I don't want to put expectations on this because of course it's my own will But I hope that I can be that center point for her now as she works through things that she needs to work through. And let me tell you, it is not easy because especially when you look at it from um, a parental perspective, I mean, she knows every part of me so intrinsically that it's like she knows exactly which, uh, I guess, triggers to pull in me that get me frustrated and off my my center. But then I look at it like this. It's It's a game. Can I be like in the game and see it and, get, you know, like where I'm getting frustrated here, but I'm going to pull back, you know, like no, every kind of time that that we have an interaction that makes me a little bit or brings me back to like a childhood feeling or a, like she's taking advantage of me or whatever it is. Can I pull back to this solid center space of no, I'm not going to play the game. I'm going to hold space for you to work through where you are. And again, like all of this is coming through in one month. <laughs> I don't even know. Like, you know, it's intense. So I I hope that this story time is um, as helpful for you guys as it's really been for me. And honestly, whew, when I say things are getting intense, it means that it may not be happening in my own vessel, but it is happening around me to the people that are in my experience. And I do believe that we are here to hold the experience for everyone that is in in our sphere. So it's learning that not engaging in the drama holding center and and also understanding that everything that comes through these people are actually your lessons like i don't want to ever feel like i'm i'm taking advantage of someone or or that i'm blind to reality as some people believe i am like i've noticed things are feel so loud to me now like my mom watching tv is like such a loud noise to me and I wonder why I'm I'm getting more sensitive than I used to be but it's because I spend a lot of time in silence right and so now I'm like okay this is coming into my home and I need to learn how to be with it can I be centered in amongst the noise you know and to me that's why I say things are getting intense we are being called to be a part of this 
this evolution, this ascension in, in my own body in ways that I haven't experienced up until this point. But I also feel like all of a sudden I am here for it. You know, I'm not going to avoid it. I'm not going to engage it in a, in a low vibrational way. I'm going to be the enlightened being that I know that I am. And even when my personality wants to react, I'm going to play with that as well because our ego is an ego and it is here to be a part of this world as well. So giving myself grace when I need it, but also understanding that mm, I can observe her and empathize, empathize, empathize with her, but she isn't running the show. Thank you guys, and I will see you next week. Closer with the honey of your song. Your dance is a code, is a pathway to what's given. I am learning how to listen. Hum inside my heart a little while. From you comes the honey of my song. Tender to the tendrils, blooming color, taste and longing for you who kiss the petals of my reach. Inside my heart a little while